Welcome to Teaching Takes. I'm Cherie Van Putten, an instructional designer here at Binghamton University's Center for Learning and Teaching. What does it take to be a great instructor? Our guests will give you their take. I have a special guest today to talk about the Center for Learning and Teaching's course observation program in this, our inaugural episode. Steve Lisman is a distinguished teaching professor emeritus of psychology here at Binghamton University. And he's also a fellow here at the Center for Learning and Teaching. Every time I talk to Steve, I learn something new. So I've been at the university since 1973 when I came here as an assistant professor for my first university job. And over the years, I rose through the ranks, and I retired in 2014, at which time I, well, this was from the Department of Psychology, at which time I began thinking about what did I want to do in retirement. And during the years at the university, I had been on a number of department uh, IPCs, meaning initiating personnel committees for considering promotion and tenure for my colleagues. On that committee, I wound up frequently being responsible for evaluating the teaching of a particular individual in my department. And I found that I thought it was kind of interesting to watch my colleagues teach and to consider which ones, why some seemed better than others, and in what ways. Well, when I retired by that time, a few of my colleagues actually had asked me on their own initiative to come and watch them teach. And a couple of alumni had called me to consult with me, and I realized that this it was gratifying to be able to help the individuals who mm-hmm. had uh, requested my feedback about their teaching, and I began realizing that, gee, I kind of like this. It was fun. It was interesting. And I remember someone telling me once what, what retirement is for, is to take the opportunity to do things you found fun and interesting. So I had the idea that, well, maybe I could do something like this because I realized that outside of those personnel evaluations, there really isn't any or much opportunity to get feedback about your teaching. And I wasn't sure about that, so I, I was directed by a friend to the Center for Learning and Teaching, which I, I didn't know about at that time. And when I spoke to the staff, they were very enthusiastic about my idea of starting such a service for the university at large. Interestingly enough, when I began looking online about this, I found that it was pretty commonly available, a service like this, at most four-year teaching colleges where they emphasize teaching. But at a research university, uh, talking about your teaching and expressing a lot of interest in getting better at teaching didn't find as receptive an audience as wanting to expressing interest in improving your research. So um, at the Center for Learning and Teaching, I, I was greeted enthusiastically and asked when I could start, but the problem was 
Um, I didn't know how to do what I had proposed. And uh, I still was involved in some teaching myself. So I said, give me a couple years to uh, figure out how to do this and to practice with friends and to develop this into something that I could deliver. And, and that's how the whole teaching and observation, the observation and feedback service began. Great. Now, when you speak with a faculty member, how does it get started? Like, what are the steps they go through? A person would contact the Center for Learning and Teaching. They would have uh, received some, uh, an email in the university date line uh, publicizing its availability, or they may have been contacted uh, by the Center because each year we reach out to faculty who are here in their first three to five or six years. That's the most, that's the group most commonly in contact uh, with me. They schedule an appointment and I get back to them and arrange to come to their office. I speak to them at that time about what they'd like me to observe and what their issues are with their class. Everything from the class management to student engagement, um, I go over their syllabus and talk with them about issues that I might have uh, recognized could be enhanced on their syllabus. And then I find out when their class is, and no matter how long, if it's one hour or three hours, an undergraduate lecture or a seminar, I try to attend the entire class. After that, I write up a narrative review, typically is from three to five single-spaced pages summarizing everything I observed and offering ideas to address their goals in my visit and anything else that I see that could be helpful. I want to add something to what I'm saying. I think it's real important to recognize that simply being observed for one class and even implementing all the suggestions I make doesn't necessarily constitute what would turn out to be an effective teacher. I mean, there's so many aspects of your teaching. Some faculty are really good at one-to-one -one in their office, and uh, some are better not at a lecture style, but at a, at, a, at a seminar. And more importantly, I think that running a class is... Um, is really something embedded in a larger context of, of, of the whole culture we have here, of teaching, research, and service. And when I sit down to talk with somebody about their teaching, I also go over what the department expectations of them are, what their interest is in their teaching. And it, it's very interesting that it's turned out to often, at least the way I experience it, to be like a mentoring meeting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're not only um, helping them teach that particular class, but sort of come up with their philosophy about teaching and, and some of the big picture questions that's they might have. That's exactly, exactly right. And I quickly found out that what I'm talking with them about in many, for many faculty, I'm talking with them about something they've talked about with no one else in their department, which is why it's so beautiful that this is strictly mm -hmm. confidential. 
In contrast to the personnel evaluations, the feedback that I give goes to no one but that faculty member. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Some faculty uh, have taken the feedback and when they've liked it, have turned it into their department as, uh, as part of their personnel review. And in a couple cases where it hasn't been merely glowing, they've a couple of faculty have taken pains to address my suggestions and to include what they've done with my review and turn that in to their personnel uh, files. So that's why I say it's, uh, it's, I see it as part of a larger aspect of something that faculty seem very grateful to be able to talk candidly about. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea that they can go to you and they know that it's not going anywhere else unless they decide it will. Yes. Is there any advice that you could give preemptively? So like, you know, you have all these people that come to you and um, there's probably a lot of things that you see repeated in, in the different faculty. Is there sort of a few ideas you could give us that we could work on right now? And I see you're, you're heading for a, a very large paper. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what I, was, what I was looking at are a couple of things that I use to address exactly that question um, that I know will benefit almost mm -hmm. every faculty member. Um, so, for example, one thing that I think would benefit every faculty member would be to consider to consider whether they're interested in their teaching. I, I mean, I really do think most faculty are. Um, and I do think that's why they've chosen to work at a university instead of, a, say, a, a research think tank. But that said, there's hardly anything that faculty are interested in that they don't study up on and learn how to do, except their teaching. Um, it's, it's sort of like, well, I was taught, so I know how to teach. And so the first thing I would advise is, if you're interested in teaching, why not, why not read a couple things that will be extremely helpful to you? So I, I have a little handout that it's a one-page crib sheet that has on it the, the things that I feel will be really helpful Okay, and when we post this podcast, we will post resources at the bottom, so ah. you can email that to me, and I'll get that out there for them. Great, because right. I, actually an email is great because I, I have hyperlinks on there awesome. for a lot of these materials. And if you want to just maybe give us an idea of what's on there and what they um, might find useful. Well, the two things, if I, if, you know, there are a number of things on there, but if I were to look at the list and think, gee, do I have time to read all these things? Of course, I would say, well, maybe not. So if I pick just two things, one would be a wonderful paper called 21 Teaching Strategies to Promote Student Engagement uh, and Cultivate Classroom Equity. And, and that one of the most common things I'm asked is how to engage students, how to get them to participate and be interested. This paper is terrific. And honestly, I, I can imagine that as, a, as an instructor, if you have engaged students, it's probably a lot easier to teach. It's probably a lot more enjoyable. 
It's fun, it's enjoyable, and interestingly enough, one of the things you get out of doing a little bit of reading is it turns out to be more effective. And by that I mean students retain information that they're not simply fed by a lecturer standing up in front of them, but by material they've developed by talking and interacting, not only with the teacher, but with each other. So it, it seems to show up in their grades and in their uh, retention. And so that's one paper. And the other is a book, a wonderful book. Listen to this very uh, clever title. It's called The Missing Course, Everything They Never Taught You About College Teaching. Because that's the one course you never took. Right. And, it certainly uh, is. This fellow, David Gubler, wrote a, wrote a terrific book. It's very readable. And uh, so that, those are two things that that would be um, extremely helpful that I would suggest to faculty to, to do. That about covers what we wanted to discuss about course observations here at Binghamton. And um, what I'll do is I'll have Steve come back and do some more segments on other topics of interest. Well, that'd be good because I know that um, one of the things people are curious about when I tell them about this activity is they always say to me, well, what are the most uh, common requests? So what are the reasons people tell you? What are the most common problems they're having? Or uh, what are uh, the most frequent errors or issues that you see uh, in your observations? And, um, uh, and, and I have to say that uh, I've, I've actually started compiling lists of these because I I thought it would be useful to maybe create some handouts for faculty uh, in, in this way. So sure, glad to come back and talk about them. Okay, great, thank you. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Teaching Takes. See you next time.